0: Wrestling is trash. Wrestling is trash. Welcome to Wrestling Is Trash, episode 136. Thank you so much for joining me, your host for this episode, Lou from the BX, aka Louis Schmurter, Louis Balboa, Dominican Lou, Pan- the Loose the Loose Cannon Podcast. I, I'm tongue tied; I can't even say my own names. The Loose Cannon Podcasting, your favorite podcasters, favorite podcaster. So, as you can see, I am here on the Dolos. Because Nick is off on assignment, so I will be bringing you this episode by my damn self. And that's all good, because today we're going to give you the AEW Revolution recap real quick. Not so much a recap, match by match, but just some individual thoughts. I also wanted to talk to you guys about the first episode of ROH's relaunch. And a little bit of Monday Night Raw, but before we do that, I want to thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you so much for all the follows. Thank you so much for the clicks and the likes and the shares and the, all the things that you do. Thank you so much for choosing wrestling is trash for your wrestling content. We greatly appreciate you guys being here. The trash boys will always love you forever and ever. So if you would like to reciprocate some of that love, head to YouTube. If you're not already subscribe to the channel, follow it, share it. Anything helps drop a comment drop a T in the chat for your trash boys and let us know what you think about it, all the topics that we have for you on all the different episodes whether we're dropping a list of something the best ofs or we're just giving you our opinions of shows or matches just let us know what you think drop a comment in the comment section we'll definitely read you on the show so first things first now i'm already starting to feel it a little bit so I'm gonna let you guys know that i may or may not lose my voice at some point in this episode so i have my lubricating liquid here to kind of wash down the <laughs> whatever's in there that's making my throat all fucked up so i went to on friday i went to the ftx well formerly ftx arena which is now known as the miami-dade arena which i wished They would have just called the bang bros arena, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Uh, (laughs) formerly the AAA arena where the Miami heat play the Knicks came to town. I was able to go to the game. Great seats and my God, what a game. The Knicks won at the end buzzer, not a buzzer beater, but a shot with 0.07 seconds left. They put 1.1 seconds on the clock. The Heat had a chance, but Mitchell Robinson took the ball, intercepted the ball uh, from the Heat player and the Knicks won. So naturally, of course, I lost my fucking mind at this game. Now, granted, I feel like I was pretty reserved, okay, because I could have been a dick. And I saw plenty of people being dicks, but that's not my thing. I don't like to talk trash. There's one thing about me you guys don't know, or if if there's one thing one thing about me you guys don't know. I'm not a big fan of trash talk. I don't like being trash talked too. So I don't like trash talking people. If I'm trash talking somebody it's because I really, really, really love you. Like you're really close to me because I'm, I'm so doing it out of like a, a like it's not even trash talking at that point. It's just kind of like more than ball breaking than anything, but I hate trash talking I I don't, because cause the thing is with me, it's like, I hate, because the thing is, being a Giants fan and a Knicks fan, I've been in plenty of positions where we're up by a lot, and then we lose somehow. So I'm not going to sit there and be like, basketball through hoop and balls, oblong object being thrown in end zone. I'm not going to be. Doing all that shit and then we lose and I look like a dick. So I don't do it. I cheer for my team. Yeah, I do, but I'm not like in people's faces doing fucking hump dances and all that bullshit. Um, but when we won, I lost my mind for a second. And, uh, you know, I, there's video of me screaming, you know, the Knicks are here. Suck my dick, (laughs) but I'm screaming it into the air. I'm not screaming it at people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not fucking looking at people and going, ah, fuck you, the Knicks. No, I'm not doing that shit. There were plenty of people doing that, but that wasn't me. Um, But I was definitely voicing my uh enjoyment of watching the Knicks win. And by the time I got out of that arena, I had no voice. And the next day I sounded super hoarse. I'm fine now, but I could kind of feel where, you know, it, it, it could bother me. So and just in case it happens, you know, I'll pause, I'll take a drink, and we should be good. But, again, this is a wrestling show. You guys don't give a shit about any of this. Um, So, again, thank you guys so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, If you want to hear more about, like, my experiences at the show and all this other shit and the fact that I'm a little bitter, that I'm supposed to be seeing less than Jake tonight, but I have to work in the morning and I have to do this and I have to watch that, which is the next game that's playing in the background in silence. Which is not ideal, but what can you do? My procrastinating ass should have recorded this earlier, but I didn't. So here we are. If you want to hear more of that, you'll be able to you should turn in you should tune into the everything podcast, which is going to be dropping on Friday. Why do I feel like I'm doing a lot of this hand movements and shit if you're watching this, and you're wondering why I'm I don't know why I'm doing it, so I have no answer. But ladies and gentlemen, it's happened. It has happened. Jay Uso has made his decision. Jay Uso has decided, to stand with his brother and turn his back on Sami Zayn, and continue the bloodline yes it's happened it happened last night on a very i was gonna say uneventful episode of raw but that's not the right word this episode was actually very eventful what it wasn't though was a wrestling show it definitely was not a wrestling show because there was like no wrestling on the show and the wrestling that they did have like ended in a DQ or ended in a really fucking quick fashion. And it was just unremarkable in any way. Wrestling is remarkable, Um, but they definitely storyline wise told quite a few stories, elevated a few stories, rounded out some of this WrestleMania card. So I can't say it was an uneventful show, but when you, like when I watched that ROH show, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. And when I watched this AEW pay-per-view this weekend, which was just like, we watched one, uh, a, a we had a match of the year candidate. on. We actually had a couple incredible matches on this show, but we definitely had a match of the year candidate in that main event. And you, you're watching that and then you, monday you're like hungry for more wrestling and you're like oh it's monday night raw three hours and then you watch it and it's just like you know i'm I'm, i I don't like to you know we don't like to kind of like talk down or or any of that shit because we do enjoy raw we watch raw we watch smackdown there's things that we do enjoy we always enjoy the pay-per-views or the premium live events as they're called but you know it there's something to be said for um Variety and I thank God that there's options out there because if all I had to watch was wwe I would probably be taking another break. um, Right now, because it's just. I. I like watching wrestling the act of the act of performing the art of wrestling I enjoy stories also, but I want to see fucking matches and I want to see finishes. I want to see people win or lose, like by oh, a three count, one, two, three, or you know, a tap out or whatever. I don't want to see disqualifications. That's like disqualifications can happen. They can do them. You know, you can you can tell a story and imagine do a DQ and then you know it can work. But if it's just like the same thing with AEW, like when when there's so much blood every week, you keep doing it. And it means nothing. Like, Moxley bleeding every week and then going on this pay-per-view and then bleeding again. It's just like, oh, yeah, but we see you bleed every week, bro. Like, it's, it didn't really take away from the match that he had at the pay-per-view because that match was fucking awesome. But it's like, dude, w- when you do it every week, literally every week, it does take away. It does. And I know that this is their livelihood in their job and they they like telling the stories the way they tell them and he wants to bleed he can bleed it's his prerogative but just understand that when you see it over and over again it kind of takes away from it when it's supposed to end like a blood feud same thing goes for WWE you have these matches you you hype up matches all week I'm getting fucking emails from WWE ooh Finn Balor's wrestling um who the fuck did he wrestle this week Johnny Gargano cool That should be a fucking great match. Ends in a smudge DQ bullshit. The distraction, pin roll-up, blah, 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 bullshit, DQ bullshit. And it's like, come on, man. I want to see two people go, even if Gargano loses whatever, or or Balor whoever. I want to see a fucking proper finish. I want to see an entertaining match and a proper finish. That's what I like to see. I enjoy stories, but I actually enjoy the sport of it because it's so, it's just, incredible to me that the shit that these people do and i can't do it so i love watching it and it's like i you know when i watch this pay-per-view for example man just finish after finish after finish and you know uh, things that happened that were very unexpected i wasn't expecting some of these finishes to happen but anyway we'll get to that later right now what i was trying to convey is that if you like wrestling, Raw didn't probably didn't do much for you. But as far as I'm progressing the storylines and everything, I think it was great. So, uh, very curious to see what happens on SmackDown because Roman was holding Jimmy accountable for Jay's actions. And now Jay has uh, got back together with his family bloodline. So they seem to be, you know, it looks like they're on the same page now. So we'll see what happens Friday. And now that Cody's inserting himself into this. Kind of sammy bloodline thing we might end up seeing a tag match or something like of that effect in the next couple of weeks before wrestlemania so that's very exciting um and as far as everything else on raw i don't know man this woman's tag team thing with lita and trish and becky is not really doing much for me um i honestly feel like they don't need becky for this angle they could have definitely told a story with um, Lita and Trish being the tag team that dethroned the current champions. And then they could have taken that into WrestleMania and then go with the Ronda Shayna thing to dethrone them. And then they can have a run, but they've inserted Becky into this, which is fine. Cause I guess, you know, they needed something for Becky to do because she didn't have a proper feud going. And I guess they didn't want to do the, Bayley match, which I would have been fine with the two of them having a match at WrestleMania. But um, that really didn't do anything for me. Nikki Cross getting squashed again by Piper Niven for whatever reason really didn't do anything for me. Um, Logan Paul. I know a lot of you are not big fans of Logan Paul. I'm not exactly the biggest Logan Paul fan, but you gotta admit all the matches that this dude has had have been really good. Um, and not even like, yeah, it was good. No, really good. Um, he possibly, if you want to sit and look at it, possibly gave Roman Reigns his probably his best match. But aside from maybe the Brock Lesnar matches. I mean, put all the matches, line all the matches up. And aside from maybe Seth and Brock Lesnar. Paul's up there as far as match quality. And you got to respect that that dude definitely, you know, he might be a piece of shit in real life. I don't know this, you know, I don't know the guy. He might be a nice guy. He might be a piece of shit. I don't know. To me, he comes off as pompous, not a big fan personally, but I enjoy watching him in WWE. So the fact that they progressed this angle a little further, he knocked out Seth Rollins, left him laying there, played a good heel. He plays a much better heel than he does a face. So I'm totally cool with that. Um, What else happened on Raw? Anything else happened on Raw? Not that I can recall. And that's sad because it's three hours long. Um, Hmm. Trying to think real quick. I know Chad Gable picked up a win. I know Bronson Reed is going to kick the shit out of Elias next week. Uh, That's about it. So almost smashed uh, Dolph Ziggler. Poor Dolph Ziggler. Uh, He smashed the shit out of Dolph Ziggler. If that match was 60 seconds, then, you know, uh, I don't know but it seemed like it lasted five seconds. Um, But yeah, they advanced the storyline, which is cool. And we'll see what happens with that on Friday. So from there, guys, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of a rundown of the Ring of Honor show that we had last week. Because I enjoyed the show very much. You know, it was funny because the show is recorded in a studio like it has a studio audience and it's, it's much smaller than one of these big arenas, which very reminiscent of old ROH. um, The crowd size is about the same crowd size that they used to have for their TV tapings. And it's super like, and I know it's the first episode, so we have to kind of, you know, that's the caveat, right? It's the first episode. So they're, you know, they're still feeling things out. I'm sure this little things are going to change here and there. But for the most part, this was literally like, an old episode of ring of honor tv like it was just no pyro no you know fancy graphics or anything happening on the screen no 3d none of that shit you know um no booming sound coming from the from the arena um the crowd was good that very good crowd everybody was happy and excited and, and they they you know you captured the energy of the crowd it was a smaller crowd so you're not expecting anything gigantic um But it was very reminiscent of an old ROH show, which kind of like, on one hand, I was I think I on this show I was asking for that. I was like, man, I just want the old ROH back. I hope that it's you know reminiscent of that. And on the other hand, I kind I kind of felt like I wanted something new also. But I think I got like the best of both worlds as far as um, roster and definitely match quality. So. The show started off with Mark Briscoe defeating Slim Jay. Perfect way to start the new the new Ring of Honor. You started off with Mark Briscoe. He comes out, you know, I, I, very apropos. Obviously, well, Slim Jay was the first one to come out. Um, so the first face you see uh for the new the new reign of roh is fucking Slim Jay and smart Mark Sterling. <laughs> but again. They came out, they got in the ring, then Mark Briscoe came out, big pop, came out there, got a great win, uh, hit the J Driller to win the match. You know, it's Mark, Mark right now is on a, uh, he's super high right now, and it's well deserved. I'm very glad that he's getting his just desserts. Unfortunately, it, it, you know, the, the reasons why he's able to be on TV now kind of fucking suck. Um, but it's, it's great that he's able to come out and, and perform and, you know, get the love from the, the fans as well. He should be, uh, next match. We had the kingdom, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett defeating the infantry, Sean Dean and Charlie Bravo. So the kingdom are an excellent tag team. And I'm glad to see them back in ring of honor. Like, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the tag team titles. Cause right now, Mark Briscoe holds both of them, but giving the kingdom a reign having them have another reign with the titles wouldn't be the worst idea at all um the infantry which is captain sean dean and charlie bravo um fucking great idea to put them two together with their military backgrounds charlie bravo if you want to know more about him you could check out random ramblings with rob who he was a guest on and putting the two of them together was great idea they've got a great name they got a great look with all the fatigues and the military gear they both look like a million bucks my only thing is they need a little more chemistry uh together a couple sorry i really hate when this thing does that they need a little bit more chemistry together um and i'd like to see them get some more like i'd like to see them because when I saw them, I, I knew they were not going to win against the kingdom. Like, I, I just, it, it wasn't going to happen. And that was one of my minor issues with this show, was that you kind of looking down the card, aside from one match, which surprised me, you look down the, the the card and you're like, ah, you know who's winning and who's losing. Especially when they have people come out with no music and no 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 video, and they're just in the ring. Like, you already know what's going to happen. But uh, what I did enjoy is that the matches were competitive anyway. There was only one squash match on the show. And boy, what a squash match it was. So anyway, I'd really like to see the infantry get a little more love and uh, definitely get some wins under the belt, kind of build themselves up a little more and then be right in that tag team title picture um, because they're pretty cool. Next up, we had Zack Sabre Jr., Defeating Blake Christian for the NJPW World Television Championship. Yo, if you only have time to watch one match from this show, watch this match because this match was fantastic. It was a 15 minute wrestling clinic, super technical, fantastic match. Um, Blake Christian, I've seen him already and I saw him live on Impact. Um, He's awesome. Uh, Not the last time I went, the time before. Um, Hold on. All of the Knicks are just dominating right now, which is beautiful. I'm watching the Knick game as I'm doing this, which is counterproductive, but it's all good. Um, Blake, seen him in GCW. Um, I haven't seen too much of him in AW. I don't think he's doing much with them, but what I've seen of this kid, he's fantastic. I just saw him have a match with Will Ospreay, I believe, in GCW, not long ago, actually. I don't think it was that long ago. Um, And he's fantastic. That kid's got the brightest future ahead of him. But um, he took an L to Zack Sabre, who is the champion right now. And after the match, Zack Sabre Jr. calls out Brian Danielson, which gave me that match all goddamn day long. I want to see that, uh, whether we're going to get Danielson on CV or if he's going to go to or if Zach is going to go to AW to go get him. Whatever. I don't care, but I want to see it. OK, I definitely want to see that. Um, next match, we had Christopher Daniels defeating Rohit Raju. OK, so Christopher Daniels, he still got it. OK, he might be 167 years old, but he still got it. Uh, he's also got one eye, which is it's weird how his eye never, he, um he was in a match with uh, the elite, I think, and if I remember correctly, and he, his fucking eye, like, got bloodied up and was black, and I thought that eventually it would, like, kind of fix itself, but now he just has one eye that's black, and he says he can see fine, he can, you know, it, it doesn't, it hasn't affected anything, it just looks he actually likes the way it looks he thinks he looks badass which i, I tend to agree that looks pretty fucking cool he literally has a black eye um so i don't know how that works thank god he's it hasn't affected his vision or anything but again daniels went daniels wins this match he's still you know he's still he can still go he's a great fit here he's a roh original you know he's had classics in roh and he can still carry a feud at this point if he needs to, or if he needs to put over a young talent, they can definitely use him for that. Um, so I'm I'm all for seeing him, more of him on TV. I thought he retired, but no, he's still here. He's still kicking. Uh, former ROH champs, Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams were being interviewed by Lexi Nair. And they said they plan to return to their mission of restoring honor to the Ring of Honor when they were interrupted by Aussie Open. Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open challenge them next week to a wrestling match to see if they really about that life. And I am looking very much forward to seeing that next week's card is pretty good. I think next week is, so you got this match. You have, well, let me, I'll talk about it at the end when I actually go through the card. Um, Kanowski Takeshka defeated Josh Woods. Great match. Great back and forth physical match. I love Josh Wood, so it was kind of a bummer seeing him take the loss here. But Kenoske is riding this wave of popularity. Like we haven't seen like we haven't seen a natural, like a, a a dude who just naturally the crowd wants him to win. Like this is only a certain number of people who can get this. Wardlow, Kenoske, this is like an Eddie Kingston kind of thing where the crowd's just like always behind you. Um, so it was appropriate that he won and I hate again, kind of sucks seeing Josh Woods lose, but you know, Josh Woods is, uh, he had a great match with him. So it it was one of those things where it could have gone either way and Kenosuke got the win. So great match, very fun match. Definitely something to watch. If you have, uh, if you're only going to check out a couple matches on this show, definitely do that one. Uh, the embassy came out and they defeated Joe keys, Rex lawless and LSG. Yo. Talk about a squash match. This was perfectly set up to show what a dominant faction the MSC is. Brian Cage looked like a badass. He looked like the leader of the group by far. Um, Gates of Agony probably came off as, not probably came off, they they came off as the most intimidating couple of dudes that you will ever want to run into or not want to run into. Um and they just looked like a dominant faction. They came out here. They kicked the shit out of these dudes. And not only did they kick the shit out of these dudes like in a squash, like they they picked them apart. Like they they surrounded the ring. They intimidated them. Uh, they got one guy out. Then they got the other guy out. Then Brian Cage got in the ring. He tried to do the code of honor thing or to shake his hand. Beat the shit out of this guy for like a good four or five minutes. And then they just finished them off. So uh, very dominant. And um, I'm wondering, you know, where this trios thing is going to go as far as Ring of Honor, because, you know, again, it's just getting started. I don't know of too many other trios right now that they have besides Dalton Castle and the boys, but they beat them for the title. So I don't think they're going to go back to that right now, even though they did play a video for (laughs) Dalton Castle (laughs) somewhere in this show. I don't remember where it was, but um, the embassy looked great in this. So all for it. Next match was Ari Divari defeating Metallic. Now, this match, honestly, I was very surprised to see Ari Divari get the win here. You know, Metallique was Grand Metal in WWE, you know, Lucha House Party, Grand Metal And, you know, he had the bigger profile, so I was assuming he was gonna win. Like, especially that they the way they introduced him at the beginning, they were like, you know, Grand Metal He had a he had a different name in the indies. I think it was like uh, Gran Mascadora, or something like that. Um, forgive me, I don't know. I, I just didn't know. But, um, you know, he was instantly recognizable. And I thought he was going to come out and get the win. But Ari Divari just, honestly, to me, he just seems like a dude. I, I, I was really surprised that he won here. Um, his character plays like a rich kid. Like, he pays off the... They, Ian, Ian Riccoboni explained at the beginning like they pay off he pays off the officials so they don't play like his opponent's entrances and their videos so um that explains why Meta League got the dry entrance there but um again I was just a little surprised that they, they, they went this way because you know it's it's one guy is known and I mean the other guy for me is just kind of like a, a dude but um, they did kind of protect Nataliga at the end with the screwy ending, the way they kind of um, got a, he got a cheap win, so it protects them. but still, I was a little surprised. Um, next up, we had Madison Rain and Sky Blue defeating the Renegades. Good back and forth action here, really like the Renegade twins, so it was good to see them on ROH TV. Um, I very much enjoy watching their matches. Um, I like how they mentioned that they just won the NWA tag titles, even though they just recently lost them. Uh, but it was still cool that they brought that up. And uh, yeah, it, it wasn't, you know, nothing to write home about. Just a good back and forth match. Uh, Wheeler Yuta came out afterwards to, in the ring, he had a little interview with Ian Riccoboni about how he's not the junior member of the Blackpool Combat Club and that he's issuing an open challenge for anyone willing to come out and accept it. To which Timothy fucking Thatcher shows up. Give me that match all day. Uh, I'm gonna actually trademark that. I'm gonna start making. I'm gonna make shirts. Let's say, give me that match all day. Um, I just have to figure out the graphic for it. But give me that match all day, bro. Timothy Thatcher versus um, Wheeler Yuta. That's gonna be a banger. So I'm um, I'm all I'm down with that. Uh, next up, we had Willow Nightingale defeating Lady Frost. Love Lady Frost. Lady Frost is fucking awesome. Uh, she is a fantastic woman anyone would be like anyone would be like lucky to have her on their woman's roster she can be your champion uh she can be your enhancement she she can do it all bro she's awesome um so it sucked when they start the match and willow nightingale's music hits and lady frost is already standing in the ring because you already know what's gonna happen but um you know willow she she's super over and she came out she was uh she was great in this match lady frost was great in this match what i enjoy about this show is it's not like um aw dark where you have a someone you recognize from the indies and then you have the star that's in the company and then it's just like a two minute you get like the opponent maybe gets like a kick or a uh, an arm drag or something and then for the most part they get squashed that's not what this show was The show actually had competitive matches aside from the squash so it was cool to see the match it was it was a good match um willow's personality just kind of took over the match she's she does that when her music hits and she comes out on the ramp uh if she if you're not in a good mood after you see her you, you really need psychiatric therapy Because she's her positivity and her Her charm is infectious. So um, I'm really hoping that she uh, is at the show I go to. Because I, well, actually, she might be. Because it's they're going to be, it's Dark, Dynamite, and Rampage. So we'll see. Hopefully, I get a sighting of Willow. uh, Because that'd be real cool. Because I want to do the clap thing for her song. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, after the match, you know, Willow, they do the, code of honor there she's kind of showing respect and ian ricobani comes out and to interview her and she makes a challenge to athena who is the roh woman's champion to which athena came out and told her that she's not on her level and that i'm not sure you want this but i'm going to give it to you and you're going to get it next week so next week we have athena versus willow Nightingale. we have timothy thatcher versus wheeler Yuta. Uh, we have a call out with, um, Zach Saber, which made that. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, then we have Aussie open wrestling and I think there's another title match if I'm not mistaken. There is a, uh, no, I think that's it actually. So yeah, that's next week's show, which is this week, which is in two days. <laughs> so, um, I joined honor club and honestly, if they're going to keep doing shows like this, I'm just going to keep on watching. So for the last match, we had Claudio Kastic newly defeating AR Fox to retain the ROH heavyweight championship. couple things about this match. While I found it very entertaining, you definitely knew that AR Fox was not going to win this match, uh, which hinders the whole thing in my mind, uh. He had a great showing though. You, you, they went out there. They had a great house match. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other. Ar Fox was doing all kind of crazy shit, trying to throw Claudio off his game. But Claudio's very versatile. And um, but there's little things that you could tell, like in the pre-match promo that Ar Fox gave. Like it was very generic. It was very like, "I'm gonna get you and I'm gonna beat you up and it's all about me." Like it's very. You could tell that kind of AR Fox is kinda for for what he's capable of, he's kind of peaked. I hate to talk like this because again, I'm not a wrestler. I don't I can't do any of the things these people do. Um and I don't want an ass kicking from anyone. But you could as far as when you're watching something, you can tell that he's kinda like peaked from where he's at. He might could get a tag team title run, you know. It, it depends on who he's gonna be teamed up with um but this guy is great for situations like this he's great for um an opponent an opponent that you can kind of get behind in the title match um he is great uh i was gonna say cannon cannon fodder but that sounds very mean um and that's not what i meant at all um he's a great enhancement talent guy um and he's a guy that you can throw in if you need someone to kind of you know for an every week main event he's perfect for those situations so the match itself was a great back and forth again two horses they're beating the shit out of each other and um after the match they claudio was giving his respect to ar putting his hand up in the air and all that shit. then he was doing a little bit of a celebration when eddie kingston music hit and the crowd went bananas the crowd went bananas i went bananas everybody was going bananas Probably the biggest pop of the night was Eddie Kingston coming out and hitting his music. Um, Eddie came out, crowd was going crazy. He gets into the ring with Claudio. He instantly starts grinning and uh, he tells him, listen, uh, I promised Mox I wouldn't kick your ass in AEW, but we're not in AEW, dog. (laughs) So he challenged him to a title match. Uh, I don't know if it was next week. I hope it's not next week. I hope they build this to the pay-per-view because they have a pay-per-view at the end of the month. And I would like to see that as the main event. Eddie Kingston in in any main event, it makes me happy. So um, Claudio, uh, so Eddie challenges him for a title match, tells him he's going to take that title from him. And Claudio kind of goes like this to have Eddie hand him the mic. And when Eddie goes to hand him the mic, he moves his hand. The mic drops on the floor. Claudio steps out of the ring. Kind of looks at Eddie like, like, why do you think you deserve a title match? He didn't say any of this, but that's that's the look that he kind of gave, and then he walks off. Then Eddie's just kind of like, The fuck, is this guy, who's this guy think he is? He's just walking off on me, and then he takes off, kind of not running after Claudio, but kind of like just following behind him to head out to the back. And that was the end of the show. So again, it's one of those things where this was the first episode, so you know, you're not gonna expect, you know. ROH was never about big pomp and circumstance or any of that. And um, the show, I thought, was very entertaining. I watched it twice. Um, And uh, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm ready for more. Uh, If this is what ROH is going to be, I just hope that they kind of have a little bit more separation in the rosters. Now, I know that's going to be kind of hard to do because a lot of people like Claudio and Wheeler, you know, Tony Khan is going to want to use them on his TV. Um, so you're still going to be seeing people kind of jump back and forth. But I really hope that he manages somehow to have an ROH roster and then his AEW roster. Because ROH, if it's going to be its own thing, it's got to have its own roster. You can't keep having this 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 back and forth shit because it's just, it's, it's not, for me, it's just I want to watch ring of honor because oh i want to watch him i want to watch her and i want to watch them and you know you're only going to see them here so that's the attraction so that's what i that's what i'd like but again that's just me What, what do i know um but yeah definitely uh if you're into wrestling like the actual art of wrestling definitely check this out it's worth your time so with that let's talk about revolution And I'm gonna keep this brief because I'm not gonna take up too much of you guys time this week There's no back and forth happening this week. I don't have my homie here to bounce ideas off of So we can't go down any rabbit holes when I'm by myself So this is basically just a recap and just a little something something for you guys to chew on before we get into next week So we had our pay-per-view our first AEW pay-per-view of the year was every AEW revolution again last week we gave our predictions and honestly so, there was one match that was added to the show after we did our predictions, which was the Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Christian Cage match. So, neither one of us made a prediction for that match. And the tag team match, before they added... Who was it? It was... Uh, between, uh, um, before they added... Jarrett and um, lethal we had made a prediction on it with a mystery team now I thought the mystery team was gonna be FTR So that's who I chose uh, And I was wrong obviously but Everything else I got so I was six of seven But mr. Nicholas here, which I'm kind of glad he's not here. So he doesn't have to gloat Was seven out of seven on his picks. He went undefeated you should have went to DraftKings, dog. Could have made some money. But regardless of the fact that I came in second, this show was excellent. Um, I really, 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 really enjoyed the show. And it's no surprise because, you know, these pay-per-views, everyone's has everyone has stepped up their game so far with these pay-per-views. Like, WWE's pay-per-views are great. AEW's pay-per-views are always fantastic. Um, And I just you know, it, it, I'm to the point where I don't even know why I doubt it. Like, it's like, I'm always waiting for the letdown and it hasn't happened with AEW. What is this? What's happening? Oh, we're third quarter and the Knicks are destroying them, which is beautiful. Um, maybe I'll be able to watch some of the fourth quarter uninterrupted, huh? I'm sorry. I I make it sound like I'm, I don't want to be here. I do. I just fucked up and I should have recorded this earlier, but you know, with these AEW shows, it's like, the the build for some of these matches was not great like the house of black build was non-existent it literally was we're challenging you and then the next week the the elite came out they got jumped and that was it that was the build so uh and then jungle boy jack perry and christian cage yeah they've they've had history for a few months but christian cage literally came back two weeks ago and they have a pay-per-view match so two weeks is you know, not ideal when you want to build something up, but again When you watch the actual show and you get Actual finishes and tremendous matches and effort uh, And storytelling within the match you just uh, like what more can you ask for dude? like what more can you ask for? So we had Ricky Starks defeating Chris Jericho in our first match of the night Excellent Ricky Starks is a star very surprised um not so much surprised is the wrong word because jericho is uh he's great like chris jericho's great whether you love him or you hate him he really understands the wrestling business and what's good for business and what's you know what's appropriate for business he's not a selfish guy he's not like well i lost the last match so i need to win my next match because i'm chris jericho not he doesn't do that as a matter of fact chris jericho's 0 oh and four in revolution pay-per-views he has lost every single revolution pay-per-view um so you know you you can't say that this guy's uh, a greedy guy when he's doing that so he put over ricky and clean he put over ricky clean like there was almost interference in the match when sammy guevara came running out but then action andretti intercepted him hit him with a spear they went off fighting into the back And then Ricky got his win off of uh, Chris Jericho, tried to use the bat and Ricky hit him with Rochambeau. One, two, three. So uh, awesome. Just awesome. Um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeat Christian Cage in the final burial match. Now, I enjoyed the shit out of this match. I don't have anything bad to say about this match. The only thing I would have done differently in this match because they were calling it the final burial. I mean, that's what they called it, the final burial match. And it was literally a casket match, like they had a casket and you have to get your opponent in the casket, close the cat. Well, their description was you have to get your opponent in the casket, lower it and then bury them. OK, so I was wondering how the fuck they were going to finish this. Um, and basically what happened at the end is that uh, Jungle Boy got him in a snare trap. He passed out because um, he put a I think it was a chain over his mouth kind of like the the edge thing with the piece of the chair um he had him in a snare trap and he put the chain over his mouth he passed out he rolls him into the casket closes the casket and then they rang the bell what they should have done what should have been a very simple little thing is they should have had jack perry standing over the grave and and grabbed the shovel and just just shovel one one or two things of dirt And as he's doing that, they can ring the bell and that's it. And you just have the image of him literally burying Christian Cage. You don't have to sit there and do the whole thing and pat the fucking dirt down. And, you know, it's got not have time for that shit. Who has time for that? But he could have just one, two, then ring the bell as he does the third one, maybe do one more and then, you know, put the fucking shovel down and celebrate your victory. Um, That's the only thing. And and honestly, that's a nitpick because, you know, they didn't need to do that. But if you're going to call it the final burial, you should have done it. But the match itself was great. Um, Jungle Boy's sister and mom always in the crowd interacting with Christian is always awesome. Um, For a match that was added on last minute, it was excellent. Uh, House of Black defeated the Elite to win the Trio's titles. (sighs) Man. So last week when I was talking about this match, I said I wanted to see Kenny Omega and Buddy Matthews wrestling. And who did they start this match with? Kenny Omega and Buddy Matthews. And man, you got a glimpse of what it, what a singles clinic would be like between those two. You got a glimpse of it um, and it was glorious. I, I want to see the two of them have singles matches. I, I implore Tony Khan to do this. Um, they mixed it up for a bit. Then Malachi Black tagged himself in. Then him and Omega went at it for a bit. Um, this match was as about as a little more reserved than their usual madness of people jumping all over the place, but definitely there was a lot of that. Um House of Black wins with their finisher. The, I don't know what they call it, but it's uh I had it on the tip of my tongue and I forgot it. I was trying to I was trying to get it out and it went away um but yeah house of black they pin I think Matt Jackson um while Kenny was on the outside and Nick was on the outside um and you could see kind of there's a little confusion there with Kenny Kenny was like what happened what's going on and there was also a little bit of stuff with Don Callis where he's questioning why uh, Kenny Omega's you know role in this trio like he should be more concerned about singles and what I was happy about here was that it seems like Kenny's going to go back to being a singles wrestler, which is much needed. They need this. They need Kenny Omega back. Like Kenny was injured. He came back. He got his feet back under him. He's back in tip top shape. Um, he's had quite a few matches since he's been back in the trios thing. He can now go back out there and do the singles thing. He's good. After that fucking match that he had with Osprey at at, at, at fucking uh, New Japan show. Kenny's back, bro. Kenny needs to be having singles matches. So um, I was happy to see House of Black get gold also. That made me super happy to see them holding up championships and being champions. So we'll see where they go from here. But uh, super, super enjoyable match. What was not that enjoyable was Jamie Hayter de- defeating Ruby, Soho, and Soraya for the AEW Women's World Title. Now, that part, her retaining was great but uh the match itself i honestly i was like and i hate to say this because i'm always preaching about how much i love women's wrestling but um soraya is not i don't want to say she's lost a step or anything or, 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 or i don't mean to you know i ain't trying to put my foot in my mouth or any of that shit. but just just i don't enjoy her matches and i'm not a fan of this whole like AWO shit, or this WWO, I don't know what the fuck they want to call themselves, they're like the 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 woman's AWO uh, the woman's NWO and it's like, the spray painting, and I, I don't understand it, I don't get it, I don't I don't know where the fuck that came from they kind of turned her heel out of nowhere and it just, it's, this is not making any sense to me, um, and then you know, thank god Jamie Hayter was in the match because she's tremendous, Ruby is also tremendous in the ring um, but it's just something wasn't clicking for me in this match. And I was just happy to see Jamie Hayden retained because dude, I was sure that they were going to have Soraya pin Ruby Soho and steal this title away. And I, I swear I would not have watched this show. <laughs> I was not going to watch. I was not going to do it. So I'm very happy that Jamie won. Um, Hey, Adam Page defeated John Moxley in a Texas Deathmatch. Look, when you talk about blood and you talk about Moxley bleeding every week in every one of his matches, this is where, like, I feel like if they would have saved some of that shit, it would have put this match like over the top as far as like in like importance and feud and like match because right now the main event is like the it's 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 like match of the year candidate. And this match could have been that for me. If I hadn't seen Moxley bleeding every fucking week, if he would have like, you know, not done that. And in this match, he gets busted open and they're like, oh, my God, it's Moxley's fucking bleeding and Hangman's bleeding and everybody's bleeding. <laughs> like, you know, it would have it, it's literally that's how you're supposed to end blood feud matches. But this dude's out here every week getting busted open, bro, and bleeding all over the place. So it's like, oh, look, he's bleeding again. It's almost like a meme now. It's almost like, oh. Moxley's bleeding. Like literally last week, um, he had a match, and then at the end, he's outside of he gets uh hangman comes in, hits him, he rolls out of the ring. There's one minute left in the match, one minute, and they cut to him in like with like 30 seconds left in the show, and he's bleeding. And it's like motherfucker, you've managed to squeeze in blood like in the last 30 seconds of the show. It's it's like it's like a fucking it's like a joke at this point. But again, this is just me minor nitpicking and bitching because this match was fucking crazy. I was texting our trash girl, our good friend, top rope squishy friend of the show. And we were both horrified at what we were seeing. Uh, I have become a bitch in my old age. Um, As much as I enjoy watching matches like that, I can't, you know, I've said it before. When it's live, I'm terrified because of what could go wrong. Um, If I'm watching a taped Death match. I can watch it because as long as I know both men were fine, or both women were fine, or both non-binary persons were fine after the match, then I can watch it. But when you when it's live, I'm like that. That that terror is like. It's definitely a thing. So man, I mean, these guys were taking razor wire to the back. It just just at one point, Moxley stabbing him in the head with a fucking fork. I mean it was the Texas deathmatch was the correct name because it was just this was just like we're gonna do basically everything except have an unsanctioned match here. Um and there was all kind of tools. There was one spot where Hangman picked Moxley up and he had two chairs with their backs together. So it kind of it looked like this, okay. This is the backs of these are the backs of the chair, and there was fucking barbed wire on the top here. And I was like, "Oh my God, bro! Don't tell me you're about to powerbomb hang. Don't tell me you're about to powerbomb Moxley's back into that chair, because you could break someone's spine with that shit. And we seen crazy ass uh, Darby Allen take that spot, but I was like, Yo, this 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 motherfucker's too big to be taking that kind of spot, bro. And I don't mean like fat or anything. I mean he's just a big dude. So you know, Hangman's gonna bring him down with force, and that's." That's hard to take, but luckily he hit the seat part of the chair at the corner of it and hit the mat. So I was like, that was a, thank God that that happened because that could have gone very, very wrong. But the ending of this match saw Moxley having a chain wrapped around his neck. Hangman goes out, hits the buckshot lariat. Uh, Moxley takes it really stiff, goes down, pops back up, but he's like all out of sorts and he's against the rope and hangman hits him with another one like in the ring more of a clothesline haymaker or whatever he rolls over the top rope and hangman grabs the fucking chain that's around moxley's neck and just pulls it back and he's basically hanging moxley outside the ring and moxley's like you bro his facial expressions were that's some oscar caliber shit right there he literally was like he had a look of terror on his face. Like he was like, like he was like, oh my God, like I'm gonna die. And he was like, uh, he had no choice. He was like, uh what do I uh, fuck? I gotta tap out. And he fucking tapped out, bro. He hangman tapped out John Moxley. Incredible. I don't know what I don't know if I've ever seen John Moxley tap out to anything. So incredible fucking match. Uh the people who are complaining about this match go fuck yourself okay go watch something else like the people who complain about like they watch this shit and then they go go online and complain about it anyway like what the fuck like go watch what you want to watch like fuck up how can you not watch something like this and not appreciate the effort these two guys put forth man I, i don't i'll never understand people um but You know what are you gonna do? Everybody has their opinions, even though as as insane as they may be. Now this next match, I feel sorry for these two guys because they had a good match, but dude, they had to follow that fucking bloody ass match. Uh, I was not; it was not an enviable enviable position to be in. But Wardlow defeated Samoa Joe to retain his TNT title. Um, You know it sucks with Wardlow because he was so hot at one point and then he got hurt and you know he was gone for a while then they kind of rekindled the feud and you know even when Wardlow before he got hurt and he had his title run he wasn't really having great matches like he was still coming out and destroying people and you know that's what you kind of want Wardlow to do but you know this match was more of what like what I want to see out of Wardlow like he actually had a competitive match with Joe they went back and forth. He didn't hit a thousand power bombs on Joe. He actually choked Joe out with his own move. Um, so th- th- that's another thing about this match, too, was like, I think the ending was so unexpected that people were just kind of like, huh, that's it? it. That's the end. OK, OK, cool. It was like one of those reactions where it was like out of shot because you he didn't hit his finisher. He. Wardlow never chokes anyone out. That's not his thing. He's not a submission wrestler. He's a big powerhouse. So they were expecting, you know, them. They were expecting him to pick Joe up and slam him into the ground. We've seen him do it before. So it's not like he can't do it. Um, so for him choking Joe out, I understand what they were going for there. Like, you know, it, he he basically did whatever he could to win because Joe had him on the ropes, but. It, it fell a little flat with the fans, and I think that the fans were so out of gas after that fucking Texas death Match that it just this match suffered for it because it's like they didn't even get a chance to breathe. Like it was like clean it up, get the next match out there. So I think they would have been better served having this next match after the Texas deathmatch just because the acclaim would have hit their music, done their rap, and it would have picked the crowd up a little bit. They would have been a little more excited. Then um, when that match ended, they could have had Wardlow come out. Although, honestly, we'll just jump right into the next match. The way this match ended, it probably wouldn't have helped them either. Although, what happened after the match maybe would have. So I don't even fucking know anymore what I'm talking about. But the next match, we had the Guns retain their tag team titles in the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, with them, The Acclaimed, and Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a tag team. Was there a fourth tag team? No, there wasn't. So this match, it almost seemed like a rampage match or a dynamite match. I, It wasn't really anything to write home about, honestly. And um, the fact that the... Oh, wait, there was a fourth team. It was Dan Housen and that's who the surprise team was. It was Dan Housen and... Orange Cassidy, uh, because they couldn't find any other fucking tag team to squeeze in here. Um, yeah, this was like uh I, I when you look at the tag team division how it what it used to be, and you look at what's happening now with this. This is on a this match was on a pay-per-view, and it's this sounds like literally a like one of those um Road Ragers or one of those special dynamites that they have, like this sounded like one of those matches not a pay-per-view match like when you think of a pay-per-view match you think of the lucha brothers and the young bucks and you know uh house of black and you know the briscoes you think of those teams not the austin gun and his colton gun and Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, are definitely not Dan Housen and fucking Orange Cassidy, even though Orange Cassidy's great, but that's not what I think of when I think of the tag team division in the EW. So, you know, this match definitely was the low point of the pay-per-view for me, even more so than the uh the Soraya match. But even the fact, on top of the fact that the guns retained was like. The fuck, because those kids, they, they, I've said it here, they don't even look right holding those belts. They really don't. I, I don't. They look, it looks weird, bro. It looks very weird. So, um, the guns retain in the match. I don't even remember what fucking happened in the match. To me, it was just a big mess. Uh, but what's important here is that the guns retain, and after the match, they're sitting there celebrating, telling everyone they're the best, they're this and that. FTR's music hits. Now, FTR comes out. They get into the ring, and I don't know what happened, where uh, Dax got hit with something. He immediately started bleeding right here. It was unintentional. It wasn't purposely. So, uh, he got hit with something on the side of his uh, his noggin, and he was literally busted open right there. So they clear the ring. They beat the shit out of the guns. They kind of clear the ring out, and then they just celebrate with the fans. So um, it looks like the ass boys are going to have their hands full with the FTR. Uh, what One cool thing is that they hit the shatter machine which they got the name back for their finisher because it was called the big rig, but now they're back to calling it the shatter machine, which is a fucking great name for a finisher. Now, um, this is a great sign for the tag team division. The fact that FTR is back. Shit's going to get more serious now because this whole ass boys thing, I don't see them beating FTR in any way, shape or form. So nor should they. So the fact that they're back is fantastic for the division. Very happy to see them. And, uh, it was definitely the highlight of the match so i think that if they would have had this match before the if they would have had this match after the hangman match then you know yeah when the guns retained their titles the crowd would have been like ah what the fuck. but then ftr would have came out and the crowd would have been up and then you could have had your joe and wardlow match for the title and they probably would have been better but anyway the main event mjf versus brian danielson in an iron man match for the AEW World Title. MJF retains in a I mean, what can you This match was excellent, and that should come as no shock to anyone who knows anything about wrestling if you're looking at Brian Danielson and you're looking at MJF. A lot of people seem to be and I'm not even going to talk about the match itself here so much um, because you should honestly go watch it yourself. Because um, the match was excellent from beginning to end. And they, well, the, the ending of the match was that they ran out of time. They had a draw. And Tony Khan sent word to Tony Schiavone to let them know, nah, it's not ending like this. Whoever gets the next, go to sudden death. Whoever gets the next pinfall wins. And MJF tapped out Brian Danielson. To win his to win the match, um, so both members of the Blackpool Combat Club ended up tapping out on this pay-per-view, and again, excellent, excellent, excellent match. Definite candidate for match of the year. I don't think it was better than the, you know, Omega Osprey match, but damn it, if this match is not close, it's definitely the second best match of the year by far, and I mean, nothing's even close to it that I've seen. So the thing with MJF is like, a lot of people seem to hate him. No, it's not even seems, a lot of people hate him. And, you know, they hate his antics. At one point in the match, he, there was a kid, he was like in the crowd and there was a kid and his mom and uh, the mom was holding a drink. She, he grabbed it out of her hand, threw it on her kid. Turns out it was vodka. Um why this woman's having, well, I'm not going to blame her, because that's fucked up, I shouldn't do it, I shouldn't even do it, um, she's an adult, she can do what she wants, um, but he threw the drink on the kid, and that was, like, one of the talking points for all the haters, oh, what is he doing, now, he should be sued, and she should sue him, and blah, 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 just like, man, y'all some pussies, now, where the fuck, like, y'all would have never fucking made it growing up, when I grew up, um, never would have fucking made it, you would have never fucking survived the Attitude there <laughs> at all. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to MJF's wrestling ability, the dude is top-notch, one of, if not, well, I don't want to say he's the best because I, I can't pick a the best. Um, but, the dude, MJF is right up there with the best wrestlers on earth right now he really is an excellent storyteller he's an excellent athlete um he's he's got every every box that needs to be checked off he's got them all doubled down with a cherry on top like he's he is that dude he really is and danielson you already know danielson is a cut above wrestler he's fantastic so you know, the two of them together, they just had a a clinic, and I urge you to go watch the match, but the people who love to hate MJF and say, oh, he doesn't wrestle on Dynamite, he never defends his title, he's playing a heel character who is, his. literally, he says, I'm better than you, and you know it, so he's not going to be out there every week on Dynamite defending his title, because he wants, you know, he's a big money dude, I am, I will defend my title on um, pay-per-view where I belong, and when he does that, he shows the fuck out, big time. So, um, MJF haters, y'all can keep on hating, um, but that dude has—I mean, I—I I will sing that dude's praises until the cows come home. He's excellent. He's a great. He's going to be holding that title for the rest of the year. I feel like. Um, but now, you know, this show, the one thing about this show was it, it, it definitely was a reboot of AEW, like all the AEW young talent got put over. Ricky won, Jungle Boy won, House of Black wins, Hater won, Hangman won, Wardlow won, The Guns, and the MJF, like those are AEW people, you know? I mean, House of Black, obviously Malachi was in WWE for a bit, but Brody and and Buddy also was there, Um, not Brody, but just Buddy, Um, but that's a, that is an AEW group, bro, like that's, you know, you guys understand what I'm trying to say here, they put over all their young talent, all the older dudes, Jericho, Cage, um, you know, you had your, the elite there, soraya has been around forever. Moxley's been around forever. Joe's been around forever. Joe's like a hundred fucking eighty-seven years old. um And Danielson. You know, these are the the older cats who came out here and they did the job and they put over all the young talent and they wrapped up these storylines. This MJF and Daniel Bryan thing, I think, is done. This Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley thing's got to be done at this point. What else can you do about that? I'm sure the soraya thing is going to keep going. But the Elite looks like they're kind of, you know, they had their little run with the Trios titles. Maybe someday they'll come back for them. But right now it looks like Kenny's going singles. Maybe the Elite will go back to the tag team titles. Jericho and Ricky, that better be done. I don't want to see Ricky starts doing anything with Jericho Appreciation Society. That that should be done. Um, And Jungle Boy and Christian should be done. So it's like AEW is now... Able to kind of reboot their whole all their storylines and kind of go forward now. So, you know, you got hangman who could challenge MJF you got Ricky who could challenge MJF you got Wardlow who seems to have unfinished business with MJF that can always be rekindled. Um, You got a lot of different ways you can go with this thing and you can have MJF defend all the way up until the next one. Well, the next pay per view. I think is double or nothing in Chicago. So that's a couple of months from now. So I wouldn't have him losing anytime soon. I would have him just go the whole year as champion. Just line him up and let him have, keep having bangers and, and, and just ride the wave, dude. Cause, um, this dude's a, he's one of those generational talents. He's just fucking fantastic. So, uh, definitely, you know, we had a full weekend of wrestling, man. And it's, it's, it's not stopping anytime soon. We got wrestling every day of the week now. We got Monday Night Raw. On, we got Raw on Mondays. We got NXT on Tuesdays. Dynamite on Wednesdays. ROH on Thursdays and Impact. Friday, we got Rampage and SmackDown. You know, the weekends. Thank God we don't have wrestling shows on the weekend because we got to fucking, you know, live. But, but we do have the pay-per-views that hit on the weekend. So, it's like, you know, I know it's asking a lot. But definitely, if you want to, if if you were on the fence about watching AEW Revolution and you're like, I I don't know. And, I would recommend checking it out for sure. Um, because it was a fantastic show. So uh yeah, that's about it, guys. That's all I got for you today. See, well, we got I gave you a good hour of content, went over some bullshit, talked some shit, and uh, you know, had the game on in the background too. If you're watching this live on YouTube, you could kind of watch a very bright picture of the nickname going on in the background. But guys, with that being said, I'm gonna check out for the night this is your boy Lou from the BX <clears throat> trash boy numero dos here and you can find all my content on Instagram at the everything podcast if you go there you click on the draw my link and you'll find everything all my delicious content there for you all the merch all the podcasts all the audio all the visual everything it's all there for you and it's all one proper link you already know Nick and follow his name get all his content and all his things and his instagram pictures and his secret society shit that he does he's on the sly but hopefully we'll get some photos from him soon on his excursion so we can uh see where he is located i don't even want to say where he's at but i i feel like i'm gonna have a i don't want the lights go out and he'll be standing behind me and shit on some ninja shit you never know with nick you never know where he's gonna be what he's gonna do but with that being said guys this is lou from the bx Thank you so much for joining us for episode 136 of Wrestling is Trash. We'll be back next week, Tuesday. We will be back next week, Tuesday. But until then, happy wrestling, peace and love. And I'm going to end this awkwardly. I'm just going to go ahead and say this is going to end awkwardly because my mouse is not working properly. And I'm going to hit end now. So thank you.